Sergeant Wright! You filed a flight plan to mountain rescue. If we don't report in, they'll come looking for us. Now that's how it's supposed to work, except I put in a flight plan for Borum Caverns, and this isn't Borum Caverns, is it, Juno? We're in the wrong fucking cave! Holly was right. Borum Caverns was a tourist trap. I don't Don't try and pin this fucking shite on me. This is not caving. This is an ego trip. Come on, Rebecca. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is exactly what we believe in. We've always said if there's no risk, what's the point? Don't try and justify this. Where, Where are we? It hasn't got a name. It's a new system. I wanted us all to discover it. No one's ever been down here before. Kidding. Oh, God. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Halloween month. I added some cool effect there, but don't have a budget for it. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. There's, there there's a Halloween ghost. There go. <laughs> Today, we're going to visit one of my favorite, one of my current favorite directors. who's kind of fallen from grace a little bit, but he's hoping to get a resurgence soon here. We're talking Neil Marshall's The Descent. Or if Trevor had his way, it would be the the Descent Legion, um, <laughs> because it's all about that Legion. <laughs> if anyone didn't listen to the Exorcist podcast, they'll have no idea what that means. <laughs> oh, sorry, the Exorcist Three Legion or Legion podcast. Sorry, what's Exorcist Three? I, I only I only know what is Legion, so it's yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, Hope to God people listen to us in chronological order. <laughs> yeah, it's a, if not, it's an end joke. <laughs> yeah, we're talking The Descent. Uh, I saw this in the theater. This is one of the, you know, it was a pleasant surprise seeing this film. And it was one of those films, and you don't do this a lot, especially nowadays, unfortunately. It was, I saw it told my friends to go see it and then I went to see it with my friends to see their reactions then I took my mom to go see it to see her reactions yeah um, it's one of those films that just snowballed and I think that's why it's success in the states because of word of mouth I, I, I have to admit this is a bit of a I have a bit of a weird take on it in that whenever it was I didn't see it when it was originally released in cinemas however I did see it on DVD I believe I rented it out there were still you still had sort of video DVD rental stores Back in 2007, I don't know, but I, I rented it out anyway, or I bought it. I think I might have bought it on DVD, based on me loving Dog Soldiers so much. Um, I remember at the time, whenever I first watched it, watched it, I felt it was good, but overrated. However, okay. I have a diff, a very different take on it now, which we'll discuss. Yeah, um, the movie cost $3.5 million to make. It's made 67 uh, mm. worldwide, so it's, you know, I always applaud independent. And Neil Marshall, so far, is hitting out of the park with, you know, Dog Shoulders and, obviously, The Descent. Um, and what he does is, especially with this one, it's kind of pretty much his Dog Shoulders, but for women. Yeah. And he keeps the cast very minimal. You got Holly, Sam, Rebecca, Juno, Beth, and Sarah. Um, and each, each woman has their own characteristic. Mm-hmm. So, easy to keep track of. And allows you to also concentrate on the surroundings they're in, as, and so you're not too confused who's who. Um, well, it, it it's, a, it's another character-led film by him, um, but at, uh, um, and while the um, the female characters here aren't as wacky and comedic and over the top as perhaps in Dog Soldiers, um, they're, they're still 
believable as sort of these young middle class women who are into extreme sports. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it it also helps that you cast well. Yes, uh, pretty solid cast here. Not much women done much, but more more character acting. But they're all good at what to do in this role. Yeah. Now I think uh, that actually on, helps. Re- it in that reading the, up on the descent, I um found out that Neil Marshall he had three influences for this, and it shows. I didn't think of the third one, but he has the thing. Yeah. Um, which is obvious. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But he had one I totally forgot about it, which does make sense, which is Deliverance. Yes. Well, I would like to also add a fourth one to that. There are similarities here. It reminded me of it, um, of a, a Carl Edward Wagner short story called Point Two Two Swift. And uh, Carl Edward Wagner was an American writer from Tennessee. You know, these um, alpaca. How do you pronounce? I always struggle with this word, the mountains. How do you, how, how do you pronounce Appalachian? it? Appalachian? Appalachian, yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, so they, um, he was from that whole sort of general area. So the um, and the story point two two Swift is basically about the sort of feral human type humanoid creatures who live in the Alapician Mountains. Uh, okay, well, yeah, there's you could compare it to there's a movie called Wrong Turn. Yes, it kind of has that kind of feel to it as well. Uh, but what's the one the the film that's um, it's similar to uh, Southern Comfort. That's yeah, it. yeah. When the uh, the National Guard get attacked, yes, and it's quite similar to Deliverance as well. Yeah, it's that's kind of a wrong turn Deliverance kind mm-hmm. of thing. But yeah, it's got plenty of different similarities out there. Um, it's a short film, which is nice. Yeah, and doesn't it stats welcome? What, what he does well is it's what I like to call a two genre film. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is. Very. I went to see this film, and I remember wanting to go see a bunch of cave dwellers get eaten. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but by halfway through the film, I was pleasantly surprised, and it's over halfway to the film before they get attacked. Yes. You're, you're still into it. It's not like you're looking to watch, well, where's the creatures? It's a survivalist kind of, film you, you, up until about the halfway point. You, you, you kind of forget about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the monsters and it's about these girls that you kind of got to know and how they're going to get out of this stupid situation that Juno has put them in pretty mm-hmm. much and it is claustrophobic it's yes. intense and here's the great thing is that they weren't going to do actual caves because A it's too dangerous and B it's too fucking dangerous Yeah. <laughs> so they built 21 different cave sets Yes. or something like that and it doesn't really look like caves I interviewed Shauna McDonald um, in 2018, the start of it, and um, she told me that, that uh, it was her that actually told me it was a set, and I was like, "Oh, really? Fuck! I thought it was filmed in caves." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. And for again, going back to the 3.5 million budget, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see big budget films that couldn't that couldn't pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes to show you, it's about the artistic process and what they have to work with. Yes, and taking the man and, and all and the extra hours they probably did to build these sets in mm-hmm. Pinewood Studios, and this is what they came up with. This is really nice. They did a great so job. The, the opening scene right there, you know something's up when Juno, Beth, and Sarah are all doing their what do you call it, white rafting. Yeah, and Paul picks them up, the the husband of Sarah. And only Beth notices that Juno and him have something going on. Something's not right. Yes. And it's pretty obvious, like yeah. But they set up this kind of family 
dynamic for the first couple minutes, and then you see a little bit of tension there. But nobody, I didn't see this car crash coming. Yeah, fucking it's a real shock. the hell out of me when it comes up. Yeah, and it's brutal. It is. Um, you Technically, know, it, Juno killed, caused this. Why? Because the husband is a bit sort of unhappy, you know, and he's a bit sort of on edge and stuff. And then Sarah says, are you okay, honey? And that's when he's sort of distracted. He's obviously distracted because he's having an affair, you know. And well, uh, I don't think Juno caused the not accident. Indirectly, indirectly. Yeah, I, 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 I get your point, though. I do. I caught this after after a few viewings. Yeah. So obviously the pole goes through his head. Oh, it's brutal. It's horrible. Yeah. And there's a little kid in the back seat. Yeah. Obviously they're not going to show the kid getting impaled. I would have. That would have been cool. <laughs> but we didn't get that. But yeah. But you see all that blood coming outside her side of the, the side of the door she was on. Yeah. You saw that, so you know she got hit. Yes. Um. So that was a nice little. Mm-hmm. Pepper in. I didn't catch that one the first couple of viewings. No, it's a very powerful opening. Yeah, because she's having hallucinations, and there is uh, Juno and uh, Beth by her side. Juno obviously can't face her because she knows. Yeah. Actually, I think she knows it's her fault. Maybe you're right there. Yeah, she runs away. And she runs away. Let me ask you this. She keeps having these moments with the birthday cake. Why? Um, yeah, it was just. Uh, I'm assuming it was just a, a sort of memory that she always held dear of her child. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Um, the cool thing about this film, we kind of just talked about it. I'm kind of repeating myself. Is that it's got three, three types of characters. You got the team that we kind of we start bonding with. Mm-hmm. You've got the monsters, and the cave is quite a character. Yes. Um, in fact, the cave puts them in the situation that they're about to be in. I, I could say before even the monsters um, are we even see the monsters, or they're even. You know, sort of, um, you know, in any way appear or discussed. One of the most terrifying scenes in this film is when Sarah gets trapped in part of the cave. Ah, uh, yes, oh, yes, is, yes. Because I would suffer from. I, I mean, that's just you know. See these people that do ex- extreme sports and stuff like that. There, I'm like, what the fuck? You would never catch me doing shit like that. It's just like, man, uh, you know, don't fuck about with nature. Nature is merciless and brutal. And that's yeah. where she's yeah. trapped, um, and the cave, and she's getting all panicky and stuff. That's just, I get, oh, I get feel that, I, um, you know. And it was just, that, that's so unsettling to me, you know. That it's like it's like watching a film like Kill Bill Two, where she gets buried alive, or any film where someone's buried alive. With that, it's just it, it just freaks me out. Yeah, when you see, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Holly? Yes, I think it's Holly. She's l- the little. That's the Irish the girl. girl. Yeah, the girl from Galway. Yeah, she's uh Jumping and uh, she's running through these little because she's the tiniest. Yes. So she's the four. She's the one who goes up front. And they're going in these little corners and there's a big puddle of water. They're drowning themselves in and they have to pop back up. And yeah. I was, to this, I've seen this film numerous times. And yeah. I'll tell you now, I'm still claustrophobic. It's brilliant. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's very well directed ultimately, you know? Yes. These and scenes. then when when Beth had, like you mentioned, Sarah's trapped there. Mm-hmm. And Beth's like, okay, keep it calm. We're cool. Why are you panicking? Just be cool. She mm-hmm. tells her a joke. Keep yes. it calm. Just, just, just bring the bag. Bring the rope bag. Mm-hmm. Then she hears a, the shifting of the rock. Yeah. And she's like, fuck the rope bag. Move, move, move. <laughs> yeah. And obviously the cave-in happens and they lose one of their necessities. It's such an uncomfortable scene, you know. It's uncomfortable in that I would get be very claustrophobic. And 
there's i mean i don't mind checking out the odd cave or something like that there but from a safe point of view no i mean see this these um lunatics that do extreme sports and all oh, get yeah, the fuck yeah. out of here no no yeah mean. i the only cave i'll be happy in is the bat cave <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh i'm just not uh, i love the great outdoors like walking and stuff but as long as it's safe you'll not catch me like fucking scuba diving or any shit like that you know what i mean do uh, you know my golden rule of life do not fuck with nature you know <laughs> the, the scene where holly goes okay don't worry get the map out we'll see what's up or whoever says it mm-hmm. and juna goes i don't have a map why these caves have never been explored who yeah. the fuck would do that? Yeah, she was doing it for her own ego because she wanted. Um, I think there's actually there's an exchange between her and Sarah where she wanted to basically discover this um, these caves and then have it named after her. It was ego. She tried to say it was she wanted it as a, as a surprise to Sarah, you know, and all this here. But that was bullshit. She was doing it for her own ego. Yeah, Rebecca and her have words. Rebecca is the one that kind of calls her out on that. Yes. Yeah, this is an ego trip. Yeah, this isn't. And she's the one that really... That's the only character that annoyed me. I like the character, mm-hmm. but God love the actress. That voice was so annoying. I know what was going on there. And I couldn't... It was like she sounded French at one point, And then it was just... Yeah. The voice whiny. was weird. It was like very whiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was bad. But yeah, so they pretty much call her out. And nobody would do this in real life. This is... Yeah. You no, know, I, I believe pe- there is people out there, egomaniacs, um, who would do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I buy that. No, no problem. Yeah, well, they're going to get bat people who are about to get, you know, run into well, here. Well, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. But either way, they're screwed. So they got to try to find a way out. Um. So because it's an undiscovered cave and because Juno did not report where they're going... There's no rescue team. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which is the proper protocol if you're doing something like this. And uh, so she's pretty much... She screwed them over. Yeah. It's all, all of this is Juno's fault. All of it. I know, but we'll talk about Juno's character. Because I did she get what she deserves? We'll talk about it as we go on, mm-hmm. um, as tensions build. And the great thing about it, because it's, this is technically Juno's fault... Beth knows about the affair. Sarah doesn't at this point. Mm-hmm. Rebecca and the team are furious at her for what she's just done with not, you know, understandably so, and understandably so. And but when the shit hits the fan, fuck you. You want her in your corner? Yeah. She, so she's badass and she can handle herself. Oh yeah, big time. She's cute too. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. I. I... <laughs> Uh, but at this point, like I mentioned, you, this is uh, this whole thing talks is about 50, 48, 50 minutes. I think I timed it, mm-hmm. and there's no more. Now there are monsters. You got to watch it carefully. Yes, I they know. Do, In the background, they do. Yeah, yeah you got to watch for it. They don't see them, but we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But you got to really catch them. It's kind of neat. I like how he does that. Yeah, it's a great setup. Yeah, they're kind of like, don't forget about us. We're coming in soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah. <laughs> this um, isn't the survivalist film, you know. But again, it takes a couple of viewings to watch it. And mm-hmm. because you're so into their conversations and what they're going through, you forget about the monsters, so you're not looking for them. It's a very good setup. Yes. Because um, then just, when the monsters do come, it hits all the harder. Yeah, and you know who's fucked right away? It's going to be Holly because she gets that horrible compound fracture. Oh, oh the bone sticking out. 
Uh, <laughs> brilliant special effects, by the way. Yeah. And stuff, then, yeah. She's got to pop it back in. Oh. <laughs> that, that would hurt. That would hurt. But they find the boneyard at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is right there. I'd be like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Well, fuck they can't me. run because they've nowhere to run to. Well, they know where to go. Yeah. Because they have no maps. Corrupt. Yeah. Um, so when they're attacked, Holly gets it, obviously, right away. Mm-hmm. And they all get separated, which is the way it should be. It kind of reminds me of Aliens. A little bit, a little bit of it aliens. Is, no, in no, there. It, it is. It's basically an alien. To, um, sorry, not alien. Alien um, itself is haunted house in space. So this is kind of haunted house um, in caves. Yeah, yeah. So when they get attacked, Juno just goes badass mm-hmm. and just starts kick. And she's trying to protect Holly, even though Holly's already dead. She's trying to. She's fighting for the body mm-hmm. uh, for Holly, and she's fighting these fuckers. And she takes one of them out, badass. Mm-hmm. But she's so adrenalized and so fueled, she swings around and kills Beth. Yes. Poor Beth. She gets the yeah. worst death. Yeah. Slow. And again, and another brilliant shock. Yeah, you don't see it coming. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing this in the theater and going, Juno, you bitch, you killed. But it wasn't her fault. No, it wasn't her fault. But she didn't was... kill anyone. Yeah, it's almost like she's getting the... What happens to her in the end and what's happening here now, she pretty much, this is her end song because it's coming back full circle There's to bite her in the ass. Justice. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of like her more than I did when I first saw it. Well, the, Repeat, the, the thing you is, you kind of root for her. Well, like films today um, where, you know, certain female characters and the likes of, say, Ray and uh, the new Star Wars films are flawless from the beginning. The great thing about this is that the the writing of these characters and that they, they feel human, they feel real, they have good points, they have bad points, you know, like real fucking people, you know, and this this feels like it's, you know, written by someone who knows exactly what they're doing and how to write real characters. Top marks. When she kills Beth accidentally. Yes. She grabs the little necklace. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I know I missed it. Yeah. How does Sarah know that that's from Paul? Uh, because the we quote, um, love every day. Or maybe at some point in the past. Love each day. Yes, yeah. Oh, uh, that's what Paul says. Yes, yeah. Got because it. sort of that's... says that at the beginning. That was his sort of thing. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. I don't I know maybe, why. Maybe she sort of, she obviously knew about the affair, so maybe she saw Paul giving it to her. Oh, I don't think, no, I don't think she ever did. Well, no, she, anyway. she would not be on that trip if she knew about the affair. It is a bit of a plot device, like to be fair. I like it. I like but, but the it fact. Works. Oh yeah, it totally when, works. Yeah. And Beth, as she's dying, and Sarah finds her, gives her the necklace. Yeah. And even though that poor, that poor woman is suffering, and dying, she apologizes. Yeah. For for Juno doing that to her, mm-hmm. um, and she bashes her head in. <laughs> yeah, you got You got yeah. to kill me here. Um. Now, did you see what they did here? I like the fact that you had the doctor in there, and she was able, you know, yeah, let you know these guys are blind. Yes. So we the doctor's have to also by. the one that fixes the um, Holly's leg as well, you know. So yeah, yeah, she's using quite There's a bit a point of, to the each character, and you know, yeah, Rebecca and Juno are the cave people. The cave people, they're more spelunking. Is that what this is called? Is I, I don't even know. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but Sam 
is the one who's the doctor of uh, sees the sister of Rebecca. Yes. And they all add something. Rebecca had that great scene where she had a you, you could see her muscles and how tough she was when she had to climb the ceiling or climb the ceiling of the of the cave yes. to get across mm-hmm. and to, to build some kind of a rope bridge yeah. or whatever it is in climbing terms. Yes. <laughs> to get to the other side. Yeah. And you can see the pain she was in holding herself up yeah. not falling. Yeah. And she finds that old piece. Mm-hmm. So someone's been here before. Oh, yeah. O- over the centuries. Yeah. And then Beth, before she dies, she finds the exit. Remember? Well, she finds the, the, the cave paintings. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. The, the, look at the guy. There's an, ent- there's an entrance and there's an exit. Mm-hmm. So they kind of gives them hope. Yeah. Doesn't help, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, did you catch something? This is, now, this is cool. I could be completely wrong. When they get separated, right? Yes. And so when they're in the boneyard, for instance, mm-hmm. where all the attacks are really happening and the violence, the, the first part, the most violent part happened, actually. Yeah. They're using their flashlights, but it's it's got a red tone to it. Yeah. Infrared. Yeah. It's no, not an infrared. It's just a, a red tone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a red light coming from somewhere. Like a... a yeah. But if you go to when you see with Rebecca and Sam, they have the green fluorescent, yeah, you know, glow light, yeah, and everything around them is more of a yellow. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that the, it's it's a it was a way of him because of budgetary reasons and because of where you are, lighting's probably scarce. So what they wanted to do was to to bring in lighting to the scene mm-hmm. was almost highlight it with these different colors mm-hmm. that that would mirror the the the, the their surroundings mm-hmm. so you got the the bloody corpses all over in the boneyard in red yeah so they're in this red kind of thing this, this kind of dimly lit in a red fluorescent mm-hmm. and then the girls are in that yellow fluorescent because mm-hmm. they've got the you get my point yes yeah, so no, i i get where you're coming from i'm probably uh, overthinking it but it's pretty neat yeah. how they do that no, it also I mean, allows you to separate who's I, who. I, I i have a query when i first watched this i remember one of one of my issues with it was i felt it was too dark and you couldn't see enough of what was going on going on however re-watching it here for the podcast I think it's actually very well lit. Have they um, basically tinkered with the film and how dark no. it was before over the years? No, I mean the only thing I can say is go, if I don't see it, usually they'll let you know when they remaster something. Mm-hmm. Now everything's been remastered when it goes to Blu-ray. Yeah. So if you get it from VHS to blue to DVD to Blu-ray. You'll probably see the quality glow. Possibly, yeah, yeah. There's a possibility, and maybe I just watched it like in a. I'm more than likely watched it on a shit TV as well. You you probably watched it on shit TV and you're probably wearing shades. <laughs> and in the dark. So, yeah. <laughs> With the contrast so that, turned down. Yeah. So that yeah, so that might that might do it. And adjust the tracking. <laughs> I think I think I read that it out on DVD or I bought it on DVD, I can't remember. It was one of the two. Um, you know, something like that anyway. But yeah, I remember at the time originally feeling it was too dark and I didn't really know what the fuck was going on here, especially with the, you know, visually, you know, uh, especially when, you know, the monsters appear, but I did not get that at all this time. I think it's handled brilliantly, the lighting. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a problem so with I it. So I was just wondering if it, if it had been remastered. Yeah, no, the one thing that's always impressed me since day one mm-hmm. has always been how it's lit. Yeah. 
So I, I, you probably just got a crappy copy or something. It was probably my shit TV that I was watching it on. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the two girls, Sarah's by herself now, most mm-hmm. of the part, and she's when she's um, she's becoming all badass now that she's realized what her husband did to her. Yes. And what Juno did to her, when she she goes for uh, the Rambo. Yeah, when she falls in that fucking like, like, that puddle of blood. Mm-hmm. She just goes fucking nuts. Yes. And she sticks that tooth into that, in the monster's eye, and she just becomes this, this Did you this notice beast. the Evil Dead reference? I think it's an Evil Dead reference, because I know Neil Marshall was a big fan of like all the video nasties and stuff, where she gets one of the monsters and kills it by basically sticking her thumbs in its eyes and pushing them right through. Yeah, but that wasn't until the, near the end. Yes, I know that, but I'm just saying. Oh, but we're not there yet. Well, we're near there. <laughs> oh, my God. You've ruined the idea for all of our <laughs> listeners. Sorry, guys. Spoiler. Brilliant Evil Dead reference, in my opinion. Well, there's always eye-gouging in a lot of films. That could be from anything. Nah, it's very similar to the Evil Dead one with Scotty. He gets it that way. Um, yeah, so sadly, Sam gets it. But she gets good honorable death when she's trying to go across, and she ends up taking out one of them as it cuts her throat. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool death, honorable yeah. death. And then... The part Rebecca gets eaten alive. That sucks. Yeah. I'd rather my throat cut, personally. <laughs> I'd rather just not be in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be at home sleeping, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. <laughs> but she run when she runs into Juno, now it's just her and Juno left. The look that Sarah gives her. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, my God. Yeah. And then as they, this big battle scene between, they only think there's like four or five of them, mm-hmm. and they take them all out, and that's when you're talking about the eye gouging, and they just yes. go fucking, Ape shit. they just go fucking apeshit on them. And then they're all done, and then she shows her the uh, the arrowhead mm-hmm. uh, that Paul gave her. Yeah. And then she takes her out, wounds her. Yes. Uh, and says, you're not going anywhere, bitch. Yeah, it's, it's a brutal um, vengeance, but it totally makes sense. Um, for the state of mind that Sarah was in at that point, where she is yeah. full on Rambo, and I it's think. Just, but it's also quite clever because she's. I'm not going to give you the fucking pleasure of me killing you. I am going to leave you to the fate of um, the monsters, and they're going to fuck you over big time. Uh, which is a much worse fate that she left. Um, do you know too? Yeah, it's brutal, and she's guilty of it. She feels guilty of it because yeah. there's, there's two endings of this film. Yes, I know. It's borderline new- sadistic by her, but. She fucking deserved it, the bitch. There's, I don't know if she did. I actually, <laughs> because she was there for them and just pretty much saved, tried their best to save, I felt she redeemed herself I, yes, somewhat. Yes, I know that, and I agree with you. And you know what that's down to? Brilliant writing, brilliant characterization. That you don't yeah, really I mean, get in modern films these days. Um, you, yeah, we talk, about, we talk about arcs on this thing all the time. Yeah. And that's a big. I mean, all. I mean, Sarah went through complete reversed, where yes. Juno became more of the heroine where you thought Sarah would be. Yeah. But it ended up kind of getting reversed a little bit. It's where proper. Sarah just went professional nuts. writing, not screenwriting. Yeah, brilliantly written. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. In the U.S., she escapes. She gets out. She gets in her truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, drives away. Stops to. She's panicking. She's she's finding her nerve again. She's screaming. Fall she turns yeah. and she sees Juno in the car. Yes. Boom. The end. That's the end of the film yeah. in the U.S. Because they wanted sequel maybe, but they also wanted because what I read was 
it showed the guilt of what she just did. Yeah. And I like that. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. The UK ending, you depressing bastards. <laughs> she wakes up. She's not in the truck, but yeah. she's still in the cave. And now she's lost the plot. But it's a better she's, sweet ending. She's just there with her daughter. That's a better sweet spot. Yeah, she's kind of in her own world now. Yeah, no, the, with she's her going daughter. to be because she she never fully. No, no, that that, that uh, the UK ending um, works best for me, and I'll tell you why. It's basically um, Sarah is now she she never recovered from the death of um, well definitely her daughter anyway, um, but she basically um, well she, she she was now basically going to her fate, but she was at peace with it. And um, she's going to be with her daughter. And it's bittersweet, that, and I like that. Yeah, it works either way. Um, I mean, they both have kind of poignant messages, mm-hmm. I guess you can say. Yes. Whatever ending you saw. Um, clearly, ending the US, I think, is where they went for the sequel. Yeah, and they also uh, went for a more sort of happier ending as well. Yeah, but I still, but I, when I say happier, I mean deeper too, because I mm-hmm. do think it's her dealing with what she just did at Juno. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, it's got, a, you know, it's got that. Both work. Both um, work, both work. Yeah. Um, but to each their own. Yeah. The sequel came out. I'm not gonna, we're not going to talk about it because we're going to do it for the podcast, I think. I've never seen uh, the sequel. I think we should because it gets a lot of things right. And But I, I, I got to watch it again. We are going to hold that off for a while. Yeah. We'll come do it sometime. But we won't dive into it right now. Okay. But uh, now, the good news is Neil Marshall who I'm a fan of from Doomsday and mm-hmm. Centurion, kind of hit a wall a little bit, did a lot of TV, which is great, Game of Thrones, stuff like that. Hannibal, yeah. Hannibal, you got it. Constantine, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He did Hellboy, which he got blamed for, which was bullshit. Yeah, it was the not studio. his fault. That was the studio. That one I'll give you. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, Exorcist Legion. So, <laughs> What's Exorcist 3? I just noticed Legion, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so... He, he's trying to bounce back a bit, and he's got a film coming out, which we can all see on Video On Demand next week. It's called The Lair. I'll check that out. And he says it's going back to back his to dogs. His it's going back to dog soldiers in the descent. Yeah. A military team goes in in Afghanistan. They find this lair, and something's in there. So He's going back to his roots. Good yeah, he's going, going back to his roots. He knows what works. So we are going to get the, get to see that. So we might do that and the descent too, maybe. Sounds in one, good. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Sounds good. Uh, so and, ho- and hopefully give Neil Marshall a successful plug. Please, please let the lair be good. Because <laughs> you just never know these days, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But listen, guys, the descent is, I love it. I love it to death. Um, it has got everything everything going for it. It's well lit for for its budget. Good gore. Brilliant creature effects claustrophobic in a good way uh, great creature effects they use stunt men and stunt women and and be- i think dancers yes and they just they just got everything right and we talk about character arcs they all have one here yeah they all have a journey to take and they all get it it's so good especially with like the holly character the girl from galway she's jumping off cliffs she's, she's all badass she's a free faller once the present once the once the tension hits mm-hmm. she's the one who fucks up she's yes. the one who who falls and overreacts and ends up busting her leg i think as i said at the start of you know this um review uh basically when i first watched this 
I felt it was good but overrated. Um, watching this um, for, for the second time for this podcast, I have to say um, it is very impressive. And I think it is just an excellent horror film. And everything works right. It's very contained, self-contained. Obviously, it's in a fucking cave. Um, but um, no, no, it ticks all the boxes. Very strong stuff indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I got the more. I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and so, listen, guys. Thanks for giving us a list here on the descent. Feel free to always uh, check us out on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, if you guys want to hear something that we're never got to or you don't feel we'll ever get to, give us a shout and let us know if you want us to review something, uh, or. Let us know what you thought of the descent. Yes. Uh, it could be something that you don't like or curious why you would not like it. And that's all we got. Anything you want to add, Trevor? No. Um, yeah. That's all, all good by me, Karen. All right. There you go. Trevor has spoken. <laughs> we're, we're out of here, guys. Have a good one.